On today's next phase with the Steve Key podcast, politics, but with a twist. Now, Malia Shahid is a local politician with aspirations to serve at the federal level. For over 14 years, she's been a resident here in my hometown of Whitby. She and her husband live here with their three children. So she's a parent. She's a homeowner successful business person, active community volunteer, local counselor, and she keeps an eye on the issues that mean something to us here in Whitby. Uh, she was elected in 2018 as a counselor for the East Ward, that's number four, uh, and she's serving her term on council, but has an eye on the federal stage as a conservative candidate for Whitby in the next election. And we don't know when that's going to be, but you have to start preparing long in advance for that. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Hello, Steve. I'm so happy to be with you. Okay. And uh, uh, I have been watching you for the last few months. You, you and your podcasts are so much fun. So I'm happy to be here today. Well, that's great. So when you, when you came to Canada, why did you choose Whitby? Oh, that's a beautiful question, and I'm glad you asked it. We saw every home in Mississauga <laughs> that was listed at that time, and we could not find that feel that I wanted to give my daughter, who was a few months old then. And uh, one of our friends lived in Ajax, so I said, okay, let's explore East. Um, and then we fell in love with this beautiful townhouse in Whitby, and we put an offer and we bought it. And can you imagine, we bought that townhouse for less than 250,000. That's a dream right now anywhere in GTA. So we were very lucky back in 2006. And uh, that's how I fell or Whitby fell in my lap maybe. And we loved the downtown area because at that time the, our house was on Brock. So we came through the downtown area and I said, I think this would be a beautiful town for our daughter. My, my wife grew up in Brooklyn, so this is where wow. we moved, but I grew up in Mississauga. So, wow. you know, you, you, you may have missed some great opportunities there as well. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a wonderful place to live in and grow up. Um, yeah, you have a successful, uh, you had a successful real estate career. So why did you choose to go into politics? You know, it was because of one um, stop sign that I wanted at Brock and Taunton where I lived. So I lived at Joy Thompson and Brock and uh, it was, I didn't have a car back then when I moved and we used to walk uh, to the superstore across the street or just a uh, uh, few, about a kilometer or two away. And, and it was so hard to walk from Brock where I was and cross the street and there was no sidewalk to go to the light there. So that cultivated that um, advocacy in my mind to advocate for the town. Um, or, or ourselves or our neighborhood uh, and it planted a seed to run. Uh, now in that, at that intersection, we have a street light and sidewalks and everything yeah. after uh, what, 2006 to 2000, 
20 is 2020 is when they built it but uh, that was the reason that uh, that built an advocacy in my head that we have to advocate for ourselves in our town you know they often say that when you grow up you you have a number of different interests can you think back to when you were a little girl did you ever think that maybe i'm going to be a politician someday never i didn't even think of moving to canada let alone <laughs> A politician. <laughs> how have you, uh, how do you cope during the pandemic? Clearly, it's tougher to do work as a counselor, but it's, it's also tougher to even campaign. Yeah. You know, last year was such a huge learning for me. I coped up, uh, it was hard to cope up, quite frankly, because the phone calls that came to me specifically were very hard to listen but I tried to help the food banks. I tried to help deliver whatever was needed in the community and uh, things like care mongers would be, uh, came to be. I tried to help as much as I can for them um, and uh, did whatever I can for the food banks because that was the need that I saw because I often volunteer at uh, the Candlewood Food Bank nearby and uh, at that time, pre-pandemic, they had 60 families to serve every week. Now they slowly grew or very fast, in fact, grew to 200 families a week. And the needs were everything from senior necessities to kids snacks and all, all of that, because um, there were some families who relied on schools and so on to provide snacks during daytime to their kids and now they couldn't afford it while kids were home all the time so the it was if i look back to last year there were so many things that uh, that were a huge learning experience for me but honestly with the the, the resilience that Town of Whitby has and the residents have, it was beautiful to learn that people were ready to help. A few social media posts of what Candlewood wants or Salvation Army wants and the whole community came together to help. So it was beautiful. Yeah, I, I find that this is a, a very close community. Uh, one of the things to, to love about Whitby uh, but when you look at it and you think, okay, if I were to describe Whitby to a friend of mine, how would you describe it? Well, it's a vibrant town. It's a vibrant community. We are tight knit, as you said. And uh, when I moved to Whitby, everybody was welcoming and is still is. I, my neighborhood was beautiful. Uh, I, I, I honestly, they saw my little girl and her, and her tricycle and saw a wheel that is loose and my neighbor would say, let me tighten that for you. And, you know, that's why I'd say that uh, when I decided to run as a municipal counselor, it was my time to give back. And that's exactly the, that, uh, that particular thing really gave me that drive to run and serve my town. I've, uh, I'm very impressed with the local politicians and I, in a lot of the roles I do, and I'm chair of the Brooklyn Downtown Development Steering Committee, and I'm on a police uh, community board. Uh, so, you know, we cross paths with, you know, Steve Lee up here in the North Ward. And I, my, my wife 
as friends with Rhonda from the time they were kids. Uh, so it, it, it is a, you know, it's, it's a close knit group, you know, as a council, I think that in some very challenging times, you've done a great deal of things over the last four years. You probably, I'm, I'm sure you're going to agree with that. You know what? Our town of Whitby Council, Council is a is a makeup of amazing and beautiful people. We have people from North Ward like Rhonda and Steve Lee, West Ward, uh, Chris and Deidre, and East, uh, myself and our former East Ward Councillor Steve, uh, Mayor Mitchell, uh, Joanne Drum from Central Ward, and we are a makeup of so many different age groups, so many backgrounds, people from Whitby, born in Whitby, um, or moved to Whitby. So I think we bring a huge makeup of experiences, and I, I'm hoping that we're able to make good decisions for our town. And I think you do, and they will continue to do that because of the discipline they have. Now, let's, uh, let's talk about the decision to uh, to move to federal politics. Uh, you know, we, we talked before we started recording, you had a lot of discussions with your family because this is, is certainly a big thing. Um, but what, what do you hope to get out of, you know, if you are elected, what, what do you hope to do in, in Ottawa to help us here in Whitby? You know, I think I will be a diverse, worse, uh, more diverse voice out there. But first of all, when I had the thought of running as a MP, it was a huge undertaking. Uh, my husband and I thought this through for weeks and analyzed every aspect of our children. I have a 16 year old, I have a 10 year old and a five year old as well. So I have a huge age group of, or every variety of age group of children at home. And it was, it was a, it was a huge thought we put into the fact that what if few weeks I have to be in Ottawa or I have to travel somewhere, this and that. But the fact of the matter is, and this is a pivoting point for Canadian politics. We are sitting at a stage where respect for politician is not there. The trust in the system is vanishing. Respect for taxpayers are not there. And knowing what I saw during the pandemics, it gave me that drive, the same drive as I wanted to run as a municipal councillor to run federally. Um, and I am, uh, my idea is to serve and it doesn't matter where I am, but uh, I, I know that municipally we are able to do uh, immediate action federally, I may not be able to because you've got to be the squeaky wheel <laughs> to keep on doing things. Mm -hmm. But um, I feel that this election specifically with what is happening with the government, uh, with, our, with our taxation, with our huge debt and deficit, uh, we need a conservative government, the discipline of the financial discipline of this government to bring back the trust in the in the federal politics. Well, with that, I'm going to say that I will continue to follow your campaign. Uh, I wish you the best of luck. Keep following me on social media. I, I, I very much enjoy that. Uh, 
uh, knowing that there, there's a voice in there. And if elected, at least I'm going to know somebody in there in Ottawa that I can get in touch with. But uh, best of luck and thank you so much for doing this today. And I will leave with this one final word, Steve. My job here will not stop without your help and the help of the listeners who live in Whitby. We've got to make sure the, the, the drive that I have, the purpose that I'm running for is to bring respect of taxpayers in Whitby and making sure that we bring respect for the people who are governing this country. And I need your help, come out, canvas with me, come out and see what is happening and uh, let's, uh, let's turn Whitby blue. That's, uh, that's what I will leave you with. And uh, hoping that people who are listening can connect with us and my team and help me win. And uh, this is a selfish note here. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with being selfish. And, and again, uh, best of luck. Uh, I'm going to put some of the contact information from Lee up in, in, in the uh, description for the podcast. And again, I put this out to anyone. You have a good story to tell? Let me know. I'll feature you, or I may come looking for you. And so we speak again. Thank you for listening.